Award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Hey, we're glad you're tuning in. We got a special edition show today, but first I want to introduce my co-host, Mr. Don King, right yes, here. Yes, sir. Happy New Year, Jason. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's a it's a new season, a new year. It's January, and today we've got a special edition show. Uh, hey, we're going to have some education today. Education, yeah, fishing one on one. Yeah, edition of the show. Uh-huh. I'm excited about that. Uh, in house is Mr. Ian Huey. He's uh, a guide uh, for the Old Hickory Guide Service. Owns his own business there, and we're glad to have you. Glad to be here with you guys. I think it's going to be a fun show. We're going to learn a lot, right? Lots of learning. Lots of learning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, if you want to check him out, fisholdhickory.com. That'll be how you find it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if we want to rattle out a phone number, we can do that too. But uh, uh, fisholdhickory.com, you can email him and contact him through there and, and, and take advantage of some of his guide service. But we're going to learn a lot today. We're going to learn about where bass go in the winter. That's good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, some fishermen just get out there and, and hope for the best. Some know what they're doing. Some are used to fishing certain patterns, and then it, they don't always fish the same That's way. That's exactly right. Yeah, and during the winter time, uh, more than any other time, uh, you know, the majority of your fish are actually going to be using the smallest amount of water that they will all all year i like to say that 90 percent of your fish are actually going to be in 10 percent of the water you know and 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 it can be really intimidating um you know when we try to break down a larger body of water as com as compared to a pond or you know um lake like that you know so hmm. we're going to go over all that today uh, kind of awesome. what what we look for and uh we'll go from there yeah well, let's start with ponds um uh, you know, some ponds are, are flat and, and all the same depth. Some have dams on them where they have deeper por- por- uh, spots. So explain to us for a pond, uh, say a pond with a dam, where would you where would you target fish Absolutely. in the wintertime? Yep. So general ponds are, are – they're actually going to be the easiest that you can actually, um, you know, take on during the winter. The – Bass, they don't have anywhere else to go. Right, they're kind of stuck. Be, yeah, they're going to be right there in, uh, in your face. Um, you know, when we talk about ponds with holes, that kind of thing, that's absolutely where they're going. Um, okay. Regardless of your bottom, uh, whether it be a muddy bottom or a hard bottom, they're going to be in the deepest part of that water, and that's one hundred and ten percent. Doesn't matter, you know, uh, if it's on the north end of the pond or the west end, they're going to be in that deepest hole where the water is um, most stable for them yeah so if we've got a dam um you know generally dam's going to be made of some type of rock Uh or hard object that's Mm going to hold our heat that's obviously going to draw our bass anytime we've got anything that's a little different be it a dam uh log brush pile that's where your bass are going to be in really in particular in a pond they don't have anywhere else to go you know they don't have the contour lines and stuff so that's really what i'm looking for so what about um what if there's no structure and it's just a flat, uh, a flat pond? You know, exactly. farmers dug out and it's just one level. It, yep. So, what, do you, what, are you look, what are you looking for there? They've got to go somewhere. A bass is not gonna sit in the middle of the water with nothing around him. He's going to be on an edge. So, generally speaking, he's actually gonna pull into that bank. He's going to have an edge wherever he 
he's at. It's probably so, going to be a little warmer there, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we're talking about the ponds and stuff, you know, in the afternoons or after a couple warm days, you're going to see those bass in the ponds. They're going to come up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be quite a bit more shallow than a lake bass or something like uh-huh. that because the water's going to warm up that much quicker, you know, and, and be a little easier to catch, yeah. you know, so. Did you grow up fishing ponds, Don? Yeah. Uh, ponds and rivers, really. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't didn't have huge man-made lakes where I'm from in Nebraska. Fair so, enough. Yep. So we had a lot of farm ponds and and the Elkhorn River. We used to hit that regularly. Oh, I, yeah. I love fishing the river. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's why a lot of people grow up. These farm ponds and, and ponds are easier access sometimes for, for folks, and that's where a lot of people learn to fish. Absolutely. Uh, and, and like I said, the rivers are a little easier access to. Speaking sometimes. of learning to fish, let's let's back up just a second. Sure. Ian, let's do tell it. us about how you got bit by this uh, fishing thing. You know, I don't even know. I, I honestly do remember catching the very first fish I ever caught in my life. I remember it like it was yesterday, and... Ever since then, I've 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 just absolutely been hooked on it. You know, yeah. I've absolutely been. How hooked old on were it. you when that happened? I was I wasn't ten yet. Okay. Yeah, I was. Right. A, I was a I was a boy. Who took you? <laughs> Me and my dad. All right. Yep. Sure was. Good deal. I remember it like it was yesterday. Shout out for dad. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Definitely. So, uh, what are folks going to use on these ponds? What kind of bait are we so, looking at? Anytime that I'm in a pond, weight of my bait is going to be key a lot of the ponds like where you're from mm-hmm. bottoms aren't necessarily hard they're muddy they're mucky mm-hmm. i generally do not want my bait in that muddy muck they don't like it right, right? so i'm going to look at something like this mm-hmm. going to be like a shaky head worm eighth ounce jig head with a little bitty i think it's five inch worm okay maybe yeah that looks something right. like this uh-huh and and how i'm actually going to fish it is I am going to drag it on the bottom, but it's more to me about the, after you kind of pop it up a little bit and it's drifting down, tail's kind of moving a little bit and it's just going to drift right in front of his face. Right as it gets to the bottom, I'm just going to barely hop it. When I'm talking about hopping, I'm not talking about like you're jerking a spoon offshore. I'm talking about little bitty pops just, just to get it, it exactly right. Exactly right. But weight's going to be my biggest key. So I'm at like an eighth ounce. I'm, I'm on a bitsy bug like this, quarter ounce, little... Little bitty weights, mm-hmm. you know. We don't want to be digging in the dirty mud. So, and and then of course a jerk bait. That's always an awesome choice in the winter time, you know. And we'll go over colors and that kind of thing. How I select my colors a little bit later. Sure. But that's that jerk bait jig and a shaky head. You know, that's, that's an impressive collection that Ian's brought. So if you're listening on the radio, right. be sure and check out the the video version so you can see these things. Yeah, we'll Absolutely. try to explain some of the colors and stuff too, and be a little more uh, <laughs> explain things a little bit better for those listening on the radio. But Absolutely. yeah, if you get a chance, go watch it for yeah, sure. Come, yeah, definitely tune in and watch the show. Um, that shaky head, uh, I've fished one of those, I believe, a couple times. And and does it does the the weight goes down the fish the the bait kind of swims up generally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. It's a great, and, you know, like I tell all of my clients, that's a bait that you can catch them on. I don't care what time of year it is. Uh-huh. You can catch fish on that bait. I don't care what lake you're on. And continue, keep moving it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it may just be little bitty drags, or it could be little hops, you know. Mm-hmm. Harder bottom, I'm going to kind of drag it. Okay. Muddier bottom, I don't want to be dragging, kicking up, you know, a bunch of funk. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, sir. All right. Well, does that cover ponds? What do you think? Pretty well. All right. Well, let's jump into rivers. Uh, uh, 
there's a lot of rivers in Tennessee, a lot of good fishing in, in the rivers here in there Tennessee. And uh, so let's uh, let's jump into maybe just old rivers first. Start start there and and where would you find bass in the wintertime? So the river time or river time, wintertime bass out on these rivers where the water's moving, ultra, ultra easy to pinpoint because they are not gonna be in the current. I don't okay. care where mm-hmm. you are. They're not going to work in that current. They're not going to work in the cold water like that. So whether it be a rock, boulder, uh-huh. or, or a hole, that's where your fish are going to be. Your larger concentrations of, of bass, they're actually going to be in holes that are on the bottom. And I'm not talking about ultra, ultra deep holes. I'm talking just enough to get out of that current. You know, the not only is the current rolling over the hole, mm-hmm. but the bottom contour itself, whether it be rocks or humps or what, that's actually washing the water up over their heads. That's how they're eating. You know, the yeah. bait fish, crawfish, whatever, coming over their heads, but they're just kind of hanging down there in that yeah. hole. That's kind of the equivalent of us having to tread water all day. That's exactly you know? right. We ain't going to do I don't want to do that. I <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, holes, current breaks, wing dams, anything like that. That's the deal. Yeah. So that's the deal. What about the oxbows and that kind of thing? If it's a branch off of the river, absolutely, those good spots as well. Absolutely. Generally, in your oxbows, your current's all ready going to be diminished. Right. So we're not going to have quite the current in there. Those are awesome, awesome, awesome spots. You know, and 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 again, even with the river fish, they're going to want to be around wood. They're going to want to be around a little break, a wall, something. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that just kind of makes it even better for them. You know, if you've got a log or something like that. Yeah. So how do you determine your uh, your depth? How do you determine your depth on these on on the rivers? So generally, just like on a lake, I'm I'm gonna look at the overall depth of the river. You know, deep in one river may be ten or twelve foot, whereas you go to another river, deep's gonna be eighty or ninety foot. So I'm gonna determine the general depth. You know, if I'm in a 20, 20 foot river system, I I know that there's a good chance that those you know bass are gonna be around that twenty mm-hmm. foot mark in the winter time you know mm-hmm. whereas if i'm in a deeper system you know i know they're not going to go into 80 80 foot of water here they're just not going to do it they'll hang around that ledge you know of that hole mm-hmm. as long as it's in the right depth also looking at bait you know your bait's going to tell you a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of stuff and is it are they the same depth all winter long or do they do they fluctuate they'll absolutely go up and down you know and that's okay. that verticality they want to change water temperatures and depths with as little effort as possible yeah. so that's kind of where those edges and that kind of thing come from you know, some folks you know say oh, well, i caught fish here the other day at this level but that, that could change right but it, <laughs> it doesn't take a couple degrees in water temperature and it's like you never caught them maybe in the same day it changes it's absolutely a fact that's mm. that's absolutely right well uh, okay so what's um what's your bait of choice on a river there again you can't hardly beat a shaky head. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's light. It's going to be close to the bottom, so you don't want this digging into that rock. You're going to hang. It's going to be so aggravating. It's unbelievable. But if you're good and patient and you cast up from where you're actually trying to bring that bait down to mm-hmm. and kind of let that current drift that bait, you know, and you're just kind of – you don't want it digging. You just kind of want it ticking, kind of working its way over the rock. Gotcha. Shaky head in a jig, you're literally worked the same way. I like this. Bitsy bug jig in the winter got a little bitty profile to it. Uh-huh. You know they don't always want a great big meal. Or if I need heavier, then I'm going to go to to a heavier jig. But it's also going to be a finesse jig, so I want that smaller profile. 
this, I believe, is a half or a maybe a five eighths head, mm-hmm. where I get the little profile, but I get the weight if you're in a little bit heavier current. So, also a jerk bait, you know. Um, these can be great in current. Obviously, um, you know you're gonna. That's that, all right. Gone yeah. it, buddy. <laughs> they're gonna. Um, they're obviously going to suspend in the water column. Uh-huh. You're going to jerk them, and generally that bait's just going to kind of go by the fish in a very natural fashion, uh-huh. more or less. So always, always, you know, that's uh, that's a really good bait. Now you showed us a, a wider range of colors here uh, from the shaky heads, the dark blue, the, the dark greens, and the lighter, you know, khakis in that green jig or whatever you call that, yellow maybe. Yes, sir. And then this, this bright bait. So what – what, how do you choose your color in the wintertime? So a lot of color, you know, it's, it's you'll go to certain lakes and it'll be a red lake. You know, it's it's just these red crankbaits in the wintertime and early spring. They're just going to catch the fire out of them. Whereas you go to another lake, you know, and it's a different color. Red is always a good color during the wintertime or the early spring. I have no idea why. Huh. I've heard tons of theories on it, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, that's obviously a rattle trap awesome awesome bait you know that's more of a reflex bite i really like a chrome in a in a rattle trap mm-hmm. you know you're going to get a lot of the flash as mm-hmm. as that bait's ripping through the water awesome kind of a spoon look too I that's guess, exactly right that's exactly right you know um crawfish colors you know on your highland reservoirs we're gonna leave that one there that's she's locked up <laughs> there's that red again you know I've, I've got red in just about every crankbaits um you know that I throw, and when we're talking about a jerk bait, this is going to be more of a visual deal. Mm-hmm. So, dirtier water, we we want a little bit more of a um, brighter color, brighter color, solid color. Mm-hmm. Whereas we look here in our cleaner water, it's more of a transparent color. Okay, you know? yeah. So you just kind of want to get their attention. You don't really want him seeing it necessarily, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, so yeah, it's... Because uh, you look at that and you think, oh, that's a that's a minnow. That's the color of a minnow or closer yep. than that yellow. And you're like, well, they don't eat that stuff. Absolutely. That's not what they're not used to seeing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and what's kind of weird is that we go down to Tim's Ford every year and have a ball. Ultra clean water. Uh-huh. You can, I mean, you feel like you can see the bottom in twenty foot. Uh-huh. And that color right there, I have absolutely killed them on. Huh. And it, I mean, it's a brown fish thing usually, you know. But it's like there is nothing in nature, buddy, that yeah. <laughs> looks. Like, but they can't stand and Ian's it. Ian's holding up a yellow color with a with kind of a purple yep. ridge a, on the back. Yep. Yeah. So, and you say brown, brown. fish. What, what kind of smallmouth? Okay, smallmouth. Right. Yeah, this is fishing one on one. Bronze back. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's a smallmouth killer, buddy. I wherever you, what, you go, most Tennesseans know what a brown fish is, but I just make sure. Hey, absolutely. Uh, yeah, smallmouth are great. Absolutely. Um, uh, and we didn't we didn't mention. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. All right, let's do. Let's go into lakes. Um, you mentioned a little bit on some of the baits there in the lakes, but let's just let's just start out with uh, where would you start on a, say a Highland okay. reservoir? Okay. All right, on a Highland reservoir as as we go through the fall in that drawdown, ultra hard to catch them because those water's coming down. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's not a worse, I guess, condition to fish than that water drawdown. They'll pull out and they'll kind of suspend. Super, super hard to catch. Mm. As everything kind of levels out, it's about to be game on. You know, Then I'm looking for either a river channel or a creek channel. That's really what I'm going to focus on. Uh-huh in our lakes is channels that's okay. what the bass are actually using as their highways 
whether it be a creek channel or a river channel, you know. So anything that we talk about from here out is going to reference to that channel, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that is their lifeline. That is their highway. And then, so is that channel deeper? I guess it would be. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where they're going to go. They're going to go deeper against those absolutely. walls, maybe. Yep, absolutely. So like he's saying, um, bluff walls. So that what a wall is going to give that bass is is the availability to change their water depth with very, very little effort. If they're out on a really flat point and mm -hmm. they have to go mile and a half uh, to reach that channel, mm -hmm. that's probably not a higher, very high percentage area. Whereas if it's on a bluff and he wants to change 10 foot, ultra, ultra easy, he either goes up or down mm -hmm. 10 foot. Wow. So that, that verticality in the winter is absolutely critical, huh. you know. So like I was talking about earlier, we're, we've had a couple warm days in a row. Mm -hmm. It's like you're obviously going to get warmer water as you go up yeah. shallow. I don't care if I'm throwing a square bill in two foot of water. Before I go toss that bait, in, in my mind, I'm asking myself, where is that channel? Because I'm not going to go throw it on a random bank. I'm going to throw it on a bank ultra shallow, but it's going to be right close to that uh, creek channel, river channel, however it may be. Okay. You know, so you all, you've got to keep the creek channels and the river channels. You, you've got to be close to them generally. Yeah. You don't yeah. choose your bait just because you're fishing off, off a bank. You yep. choose it, the depth you want to go, but make sure you're on that channel. That's absolutely, yeah. or really close to it, right. you know, really close to it. Okay. So, awesome. Yes, sir. So, uh, um, so now there's, there's the points on the lakes as well. Yep. You know, they're, they're still going to be out there at, at some point. So Absolutely. How would you fish that? So when when we look at a map, we've got hundreds and hundreds of points on any of these lakes. There again, I'm going to look at my river and my creek channels. Number one, everything else outside that, if it's not relatively close, I'm not even considering it, mm -hmm. right? So that's number one. Number two, I want that point, if at all possible, to run directly into that creek or river channel okay. all right so that channel is going to come right up next to that point that's absolutely key right there you know and 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 furthermore what i'm looking for on that point generally with my electronics is going to be that little bit of different mm -hmm. whether it be like literally a log uh -huh. or it's muddy or bottom and then boom there's rock or you know it's ultra sharp drop right here and it kind of levels out and then it goes ultra you know there there's little bitty key things that me and you may not even ever think about yeah. we know we catch them there but it's like that very very little minute detail is you know what's holding those fish and you're talking during the winter time we're not talking a couple fish you're talking wads of fish yeah i mean you're absolutely talking big groups of these fish huh. you know so, so when you find them you're going to find them right generally speaking Okay. Absolutely. You know, if you're catching them down a bluff wall, you better keep on going down the bluff wall because there's probably more, <laughs> yeah. you know, or out off a point or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, and staying warm, I guess they, if they stay together, they maybe stay a little warmer as well. Yeah. Very possibly. Yep. Yep. I'm no biologist, but, you know, <laughs> I want to hang out <laughs> but with But we know friend. a lot of them. Yeah, we know a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, okay. So we hit the, hit the long points, structures, and rocks. So uh, when we're talking about these lakes, what lakes are we talking about? Uh, not real foot, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a little, that's a little different that's animal different. there. No, we're talking about like your Tim's Ford, like your Del Hollow, even like your Percy Priest, okay. you know, 
uh, the majority of the lakes here in our area, you know, um, other than like Old Hickory, that's a true river system, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, you know. So there's there's a bunch of these lakes around for sure. Well, I guess um, how does Kentucky and, and say Barkley and some of those fall? They're a little more like a river system, say like an Old Hickory, like a natural <laughs> – they're not obviously not natural, not but natural, they don't yeah. really fish like a Highland Reservoir. Okay. They're a little different dog, uh-huh. you know. Well, let's 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 jump into those other dogs. Well, actually, let's let's do baits first. Yeah. What baits on these? Absolutely. Highlands? So, like we're talking about the long, long um, uh, points mm-hmm. going out into the creek channel, you would be shocked how cold you can catch fish on a crankbait. This is a five xd i believe it is so it's got an ultra hard ultra wide wobble almost like a wiggle ward or something like that it just dives a little deeper we've caught them in the i don't know mid to low 40s on it mm-hmm. and it's and i mean you can tell the fish didn't want to bite it but it came by and he can't help it right <laughs> so that's a that's a crankbait with looks like almost like a camo green back yep. and a, a white belly almost root beer it, color root um, beer okay catches them everywhere not only that so that's got a ultra hard wobble sometimes they want it ultra um, finesse with a very tight wobble. Okay. This has got zero rattles in it. Yeah, it's it actually a there. balsa. It's actually a balsa wood. And what you're uh, hearing is the hooks. The hooks exactly. It. Exactly. So it's got a really, really tight wobble. But key here is that we've got to be on the bottom. We've got to be hitting. We've got to be making contact with the bottom. We've got to be deflecting, uh-huh. you know, to make that um, bass bite. Also, a rattle trap you know it's great to oh yeah great to try to yo-yo them uh, if it's deeper where mm-hmm. you're kind of hopping it and then kind of letting it fall where you're maintaining that bottom contact uh-huh. where we know the fish are right you know um that's a half ounce obviously red and uh that chrome are my two go-tos and then these little shad wraps are at, and everybody hates to throw these darn things they are so <laughs> aggravating <laughs> they're so light but they catch fish but i like uh, those they catch the I fire do. out of them but, I caught uh, one of the biggest fish I've ever caught on something like that. I don't that. doubt it. Yeah. I don't I don't doubt it at all. A couple colors I like to throw is like that orangish kind of burnt orange color. Mm-hmm. Obviously the red again. And then I always like a natural color, which it's around here somewhere. Just a natural shad color. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to, to a, a, another type of body of water similar to, say, Kentucky Lake or Old Hickory or that kind of that kind of water. Not your highland, but you're, yep. you're more in the channel more. Yep. So more of more of like a river system, river system yeah. like an old hickory mm-hmm. barkley or kentucky lake like he was saying there again 90 percent of what i'm doing i'm right on the channel buddy right on the channel and more in particular i want to be on a bluff wall on the main river you know okay. that is not every fish obviously in the lake can't go to a bluff wall but the majority of our fish you know they're going to be right there on that channel and even more than that the ends of them so the ends of the bluffs where it starts or ends however you look uh-huh. at it buddy that can be i mean that can be ridiculous mm. <laughs> and and you know um jerk baits alabama rigs which i don't know how i forgot an alabama rig but i did but um those are awesome awesome uh baits there again like a jerk bait it's a visual deal so you need that cleaner water mm-hmm. you don't have to be on the bottom with it right because they're looking at it Mm -hmm. and uh you know because generally on these walls they're not going to be they can be obviously they're not necessarily going to be on the bottom they're going to actually suspend in the water column where they're most comfortable Mm -hmm. and then he's just kind of watching looking so you don't have to have it on the bottom like you would a crankbait or something like that you know yeah 
So and there's a lot of technology that can help you find these fish. Absolutely, and not all fishermen have the the sonar and the side scan and things like that. But do you, I guess you probably use some of that with oh, your guide yeah. service for oh, sure. Oh yeah, for sure. So tell us about what you're seeing with those. How do you, how do you measure that depth and how, what are you seeing on those side scans? And so things? most of the time, this time of year, you won't necessarily be able to graph over your fish and say, "Holy cow, here we go!" Uh-huh. Like we can during the summertime. More what I'm looking for is the bait where's that bait at because okay. most of these lakes that's where your bass are going to be uh-huh. not only that harder bottom you know uh, i really want to be away from the muck in particular this time of year that rock's going to hold the heat quite a bit better and mm-hmm. obviously they like the rock a little bit or hard pan bottom yeah. you know yeah so it's not necessarily graphing over fish during the winter but yet where's the bait at where's the hard bottom at where's you can tell a lot. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can tell a lot. Technology is crazy. It's amazing what you can see on some of those. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, all right. Well, have you ever fished real foot? What's it like? Never it's, actually it's fished own, it. It's our own natural, own natural That's lake. That's right. That's right. I've only duck hunted up there, but it is, uh, buddy, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. It is different. <laughs> stumps and more stumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it tear up a boat pretty quick. Buddy, it's, uh, uh, it is a different animal, but... Buddies that have been up there, guys that I've talked to, they're again just like in a pond. You're going deep, mm. you know. With that, as deep as you can go, right? It's pretty exactly, shallow, pretty right. shallow, very, right. very shallow, very but, shallow. Yeah. But you're looking for those holes. You're looking for those deeper pockets, you know. And 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 yes, there is a deeper part of real foot, but there again, it's relative to if you're way at the upper end, away from the hole, and you've got a two or Two or three foot drop, even mm-hmm. that can absolutely mm. hold hold those fish. Gotcha, you know, yeah. so it's very relative to where you are. Yeah, you know, kind of what you're doing. Cool. Well, I think that covered most of it. Anything you want to hit on real quick? We're going to run out of time, but anything else that you think is is key for fishing 101? I mean, just your basics. Keep your head up and yeah. just keep on fishing. You know, like I said earlier, ninety percent of your fish are going to use. 10% of the water, maybe. Right. So once you find them, keep on going. And just because you caught them doing whatever today doesn't mean that's what it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. So, so real quick, what kind of what kind of uh, rods and reels are you going to be throwing on some of this? Oh, Lord. So like on my jerk baits, I have six and a half medium, whereas on like a half ounce jig or something, I'm going to go... Seven two uh-huh. medium heavy or even heavy. Okay. Heavy stick. Bait casting probably. Generally, yes, sir. Yeah. Other yeah. than my shaky head there. But don't be afraid of the spinning reel if you need to. Heck no, it'll, buddy. It'll, it catches them now. It'll drag or crank bait too. <laughs> it catches them, baby. <laughs> That's right. Fisholdhickory.com. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Uh, to hook up with Ian sometime. Ian Huey. And we're glad he's been here with us. Uh, this is our first edition of Fishing 101. Yeah. And it was uh, Where to Bass Go, and then we'll cover some more. Where to Bass Go in the summer, where they go in the fall, we'll cover some more. But, Let's do it. But uh, we're going to try to come back to you each month. I with, love it. Uh, with some new stuff, and Ian's going to come back with us. And you may find us out on the water, too. Yeah, that's you right. To get out there and do a show on, on location. Field report. There you That'd go. That'd be awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Ian, and we appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you. Don, thank you. You bet. And we'll see you all next time on Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week.
We'll see you then. 